Good morning, good morning. Let's take a deep breath. Take it all in. We made it to another day by the grace of God. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I tell you, by now, listeners, you are experiencing blessings every day, aren't you? You're able to identify them, aren't you? And then you've got to give God thanks for them, aren't you? Pray with me in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to Michael and Eamon Jay. They really came through for me. I could depend on them. God bless you both. You guys are awesome. Amen. And to start our day, We're going to talk about entrusting your hopes to God. Isaiah 26, verse 3, says, You, Lord, give true peace to those who depend on you because they trust you. Hope is a perishable commodity, listeners. Despite God's promises, despite Christ's love, And despite our countless blessings, we frail human beings can still lose hope from time to time. And when we do, we need the encouragement of Christian friends, the life-changing power of prayer, and the healing truth of God's holy word. The Bible teaches that the Lord blesses those who trust in his wisdom and follow in his footsteps of his Son. You have to count yourself among that number. And when you do, you'll have every reason on earth and in heaven to be hopeful about your future. After all, God has made important promises to you that he certainly is going to keep. So be hopeful, be optimistic, be faithful, and do your best. Then just leave the rest up to God. Your destiny is safe with him. Amen. Pray with me. Gaze up to heaven and say, Dear Lord, I will place my hope in you. If I become discouraged, I will turn to you. If I am afraid, I will seek strength in you. In every aspect of my life, I will trust you. You are my father and I will place my hope, my trust, and my faith in you. Amen. And perseverance pays. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57 says, 
But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. A well-lived life is like a marathon, not a sprint. It calls for preparation, determination, and of course, lots and lots of perseverance. So as an example of perfect perseverance, we Christians need to look no further than Jesus Christ. Jesus finished what he began. Despite his suffering and despite the unspeakable pain that he experienced on the cross, Jesus was steadfast in his faithfulness to God. So we too must remain faithful. And when we experience the inevitable hardships of hardships of life, hang in there. If you are living through rough times right now, or facing a difficult situation, as we all do, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And then your direct prayer is going to be for strength and for God to keep you going. Whatever your problem, you know God can handle it. Your job is just to keep persevering until he does. Amen. Perseverance is more than endurance. It is endurance combined with absolute assurance and certainty that what we are looking for is going to happen. Pray with me. Gaze up to heaven and say, Lord, when life is difficult, I am tempted to abandon hope in the future, but you are my God and I can draw strength from you. Let me trust you, Lord. Father, in good times and in trying times, just let me trust you. Let me persevere, even if my soul is troubled, and let me follow your son this day forever. Amen. Yes. Stay right there, listeners. We'll be right back. Uh-oh, I'm getting dramatic. <laughs> and let us continue to pray. Father, I am your hands and feet in the earth. Empower me to fulfill the mission that you have assigned me today. Make me sensitive to the things that touch your heart and show me how you would have me to intervene. I declare and decree that I will not just do something. I will receive your divine wisdom and do your thing in your perfect timing. In the name of Jesus, amen. Lord, I declare that I am a person of the word and spirit because I neglect neither your word nor your spirit. My footing is firm and the power of God is at work in and through me. So thank you, Father, for equipping me to destroy the works of the enemy 
and advance your kingdom agenda. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. And listeners, the primary way that God speaks to us is through his word. And he never acts outside the practices and policies that he's established in the scriptures. This is from our um, Commanding Your Morning. Thus, meditating on the scriptures is the check and balance system of our actions. We are people of the spirit and the word. So it's not so much that they hold equal authority. It's more that they synergize each other. A person who understands his authority is outlined in the word and confirmed by the Holy Spirit because more than a sum of the individual parts is what we're talking about. It is as much like the difference between the power of addition and the power of multiplication. The initial increments are not much different, but further along you get, the curve starts skyrocketing, almost straight up. (laughs) Cindy Trim is funny. That is great. Okay, God's promises for your life. Psalm 90, verse 2. You have always been and you will always be. To you, a thousand years is like the passing of a day. God is intimately involved in every nanosecond of every moment of every day in every life. So even when the time of your life seems totally out of control, speeding and changing so that you can barely catch your breath, he is blind every tick of the he is behind every tick of the clock and when life slows down to a crawl through boredom or depression he still holds you firm in his sight amen It says uh, in 1 Thessalonians, the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command. Hmm. Have you ever wondered what that command will be? It will be the inaugural word of heaven. And we could very well be wrong, but we think the command that puts an end to the pains of the earth and initiates the joys of heaven will be two words, no more. No more loneliness, no more tears, no more death, no more sadness, no more crying, no more Amen. What do we say? Come, Lord Jesus. Come. Okay. In God's way, day by day. Now, I'm just sorry, lost my page. Okay. 
It says that your job is your ministry. Colossians 1 verse 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. We don't move from full-time Christian workers in the church. <laughs> we need more full-time workers in the marketplace with people who need to hear the truth. So don't use church work as an excuse to escape from the ministry that God has chosen for you. Some people you rub shoulders with every day will never darken the door of a church and you are their only link with truth. Humanly speaking, you are their only hope, period. And that is why God put you there. Typing reports, filing records, selling widgets, all of that is God's work. Your attitude and excellence on the job are the bridge to someone's heart. Wow, that's heavy. Your job is your ministry. Psalm 118, chapter, uh, verse 14. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. Listeners, just praise God for who he is. He is our savior. He is our redeemer. He is our victor. He is our healer, our deliverer, our counselor, and many other attributes found from cover to cover in the Bible. There is no substitute for the importance of thanksgiving and praise to living in deep inner contentment. No substitute. So give thanks to the Lord daily and often throughout the day for all he has done and all he is doing for you right now. Amen. Stay right there, listeners. We'll be right back. Things are going smoothly today. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, this is good and yummy. I love to know God's purpose for my life. Because as all of us, we are searching to find it out. Okay, Exodus chapter 2 verse 10 says, She named him Moses and said, Because I drew him out of the water. So when the people of Israel became numerous in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh knew he grew anxious that they would join forces with enemies to overthrow him. So to stop their population growth, he enslaved the Israelites and gave the evil devastating decree that they should throw their newborn sons into the Nile. Don't read over that this is just a story. The persecution and agony experienced by the Israelites were just as real as any pressures that we might feel today. The abortion rights, voting rights, just all of the crap that's going on. 
But consider what God was teaching us through this lesson. Death was by water, but the Lord through Pharaoh's daughter drew Moses out of the Nile to deliver the people of Israel. So God reversed the situation to bring good to his people. There's an important principle here. When God delivers you, he will use the very challenge you face to rise up a blessing in your life. Ooh, I love that. It's not that you're beyond the ability to save yourself that the Lord receives the glory for rescuing you. And that can be unnerving. But you can always count on him. So when you face a situation that appears beyond your control, do not fear. Instead, rejoice. Because that means that God is at work in some way. Ooh, let me do that again. When you face a situation that appears beyond your control, do not fear. Instead, rejoice. Because that means that God is at work in some way and he will use it for your good. Wow. I love it. I hope you heard that. Jesus, thank you for taking my difficulties and working them through for a blessing. Amen. Amen. That touched me. Okay, continuing to do prayers that will start our day. It says, pray for perspective. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. All I am doing right now, friends, is showing how these things pertain to Apollos and me so that you will learn restraint and not rush into making judgments without knowing all the facts. It is important to look at things from God's point of view. If a temporary loss of perspective has left you worried, exhausted, or both, it's just time to readjust your thought patterns. Negative thoughts are habit-forming. Thankfully, so are positive ones. With practice, you can form the habit of focusing on God's priorities and your own possibilities. And when you do, you'll soon discover that you will spend less time fretting about your challenges and more time praising God for all of his gifts. So when you call upon the Lord and prayerfully seek his will, he will give you wisdom and perspective. And when you make God's priorities your priorities, he will direct your steps. He will calm your fears. So today and every day hereafter, listeners, let's pray for a sense of balance and perspective. And remember, we know this. No problems are too big for God. And that includes yours. 
Instead of being frustrated and overwhelmed by all that's going on in our world, just go to the Lord and ask him to give you his eternal perspective. I'm going to do that. Pray with me. Gaze up to heaven and say, Dear Lord, give me wisdom and perspective. Guide me according to your plans for my life and according to your commandments. And keep me mindful, dear Lord, that your truth is and will forever be the ultimate truth. Amen. Thank you, listeners, for coming to pray with me. I know we just got these blessings started. It's going to be an awesome day because we say it's going to be an awesome day. I've got a lot going on. I've got meetings and I'm going to be all over town driving and uh, I just want to be in peace. I just want to be at peace. I want to get to everywhere I need to get to safely. I want you to get to everywhere you need to get to safely. So today we're praying for calm. Rain down on me, Lord. Keep me calm all day long. Thank you. Come back. Join me tomorrow. We'll pray some more. Bye for now.